of this like crisis of identity in America where we don't think we have history. Um, so we go to Europe and we see all this history and we love it and we wish we had it here, but we do have it. So it's interesting, just agency and what stories get told and remembered and what stories kind of get erased or forgotten. That was Jennifer Smith, an environmental design professor here at Auburn on the importance of investing in your community's stories. Today we have a story of a local cemetery, which as I grew to discover more about it, led to a completely different end than when I initially set out for. From the Auburn Plainsman, this is Suite 1111. I'm Miller Louthen. Stay with us. Hey, this is Collins Keith, podcast writer for The Plainsman. If you like this podcast and would like to support the organization and our team, you can visit our website at theplainsman.com and click on the button in the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. You'll be supporting over 127 years of local, editorially independent journalism right here at Auburn. Thank you so much in advance, and now back to the show. So I'm in the Auburn Public Library on Friday, reading these stories about the people who built Auburn, and I'm sitting at a window 300 feet away from the intersection of Thatch and Dean, literally looking at their graves. It was a little surreal watching history come alive before my eyes. After putting the book away, a copy of Lest We Forget by the Committee for the Preservation of Auburn's African American History, which is one of two copies Auburn has, by the way, I walked across the street and started to wander through the cemetery. As soon as I walked in, I was greeted by this huge oak tree with sprawling branches surrounded by evergreen trees, an overgrown brick path winding down the center, and I couldn't help but imagine what it must have looked like at its start. In my conversation with Dr. Terrence Vickerstaff, an advocate for sacred historical spaces like this, we touched on the story of Baptist Hill's inception. Dr. Vickerstaff is connected to Baptist Hill by the legacy of his family members buried there and ancestors who were part of the original enslaved settlers that came to Auburn. In Baptist Hill are those that help weave together the fabric of who Auburn is. And in Baptist Hill is a sacred space and a sacred story that everybody should understand Mm -hmm. if you're to be a part of the Auburn family and if you're to understand the true essence of who Auburn is. Auburn is great. Auburn is is rich. But Baptist Hill is a must visit for those that are wanting to know the full and enriched story of who Auburn is and what Auburn really can become because what it what it shows is this, the tenacity, the zeal, the fight, and the fortitude of those that had to come out of uh, the slavery, of inst- the institution of slavery with nothing and start something mm. and leave behind such legacy. So it's a story that must be known. These stories, this legacy, this history is not the story I thought I was setting out to learn and write about. This space is, in Dr. Vickerstaff's words, sacred. It holds the beginning of a thriving Black community in early Auburn. Buried there are so many people who had an influence on creating the Auburn we know today, from formerly enslaved persons to 20th century war veterans and even German prisoners of war. There are family names here that are still alive in the Auburn community today. Just a very brief history of Baptist Hill, and I say brief just because there isn't time today to tell everything. The land for the cemetery and the Ebenezer Baptist Church, which was the original church the cemetery was connected to, was donated around 1870 and became a common burial ground for those coming out of slavery. Both of the sites were part of the genesis of the building of a community. It is now still owned by the families who have relatives and legacies buried there. When the city was widening Armstrong Street years ago, Pine Hill Cemetery had some graves dug up but not respectfully preserved. Dr. Vickersoft said the same thing happened with Baptist Hill, but a retaining wall was built in order to preserve the graves. 
He says that he grew up with stories about this incident from relatives who were alarmed at the time because he had family members buried at the very edge of the road. When I asked him about these stories, he said, We learned a lot from both of these instances, and now it's important to be mindful of what you're doing when you're digging. Now they're able to use ground-penetrating radars to find unmarked graves, ensuring that nothing like that ever happens again. Like I said, I thought I was really getting into a hidden story about early Auburn disrespecting the space and its building of Dean Road, and its disregarding of the families who have plots there. And yes, some of what I thought I was going to find did happen, but I have realized through learning about this space that the story is a lot bigger. And through my conversation with Dr. Vickerstaff, I realized that fitting years and years of stories into one podcast episode is impossible, but it can emphasize the importance of knowing your community in a deeper way than just driving through it while you are hurrying to the grocery store, or to class, or to the gym. It's important to be aware of how people might be trying to transform spaces like Baptist Hill and its history. Professor Smith had some of the same discovery when she was investigating the space for a student project to reimagine it. It was a learning lesson for me about how much history is Mm -hmm. there and how sacred it is to to family members there that I would say I was pretty naive to at the beginning, so I learned in the process. Yeah. This project is also how she got connected with Dr. Vickerstaff, who, along with some others, see the vision for making the space an interactive learning center that would be a pilot for other spaces in the community. Professor Smith and Mark Derzis, a student of hers who worked on the project himself, was telling me more about the challenges presented while they were trying to make this project a reality, from small things like the road noise to big things like funding and hesitation by the city to get involved. Apparently, there have been people in the past that wanted to reclaim the space for a park, approaching with plans already drawn up and huge donations at the ready. They were rejected by the descendants who collectively own the cemetery and their family plots there, having been excluded from any part of the planning process. Smith says her involvement with the cemetery has changed her approach to urban design and public space. She emphasized the importance of designing with people and not for them. It was a good moment of, you know, I should approach this differently. Yeah. Um, They've got some good ideas here. This is a wonderful space. Um, I want to honor it and the people representing as much as possible. Dr. Vickerstaff says to know something is to have awareness of it, and people need to be able to know what it means to drive past all of these sites in Auburn. From Pine Hill to Drake Middle School to Baptist Hill. He says all of these are threads connecting the fabric of Auburn's story. Yeah. Um, I tend to like to say that, that the African American community is is the thread that holds the, the Auburn and it has held the Auburn community together. Um, and and most people don't know that story. Mm-hmm. And it's the importance of the work that we're doing of understanding that that those threads that hold the community together and the telling of all of the stories together because you can't tell one story without telling the other story you can't tell one story the other story and not have hints of that within within the larger story right and so the space the space does that for us and so it's not just the sign it's not just a bunch of old graves that are over there we talked a lot about his eagerness for students and other people who have just come to auburn to discover what part of the history the community draws them in Whether it's the architectures, the sacredness of the space, the story of it, the research of it, to find something that will spark inspiration because, as he tells me, stories are how to keep history alive. It's how to tell all parts of these truths and how to connect resources today. Mark is an example of one of these inspirees, telling me that if there is one thing he has learned and could tell other students, it would be not to ignore the history that is right there in front of them. And to find that there's a place like this not a mile from where I live, where history has kind of been, like, it's stories not being told. Mm-hmm. 
it just kind of like hurt me a little bit because I'm like we hear all these stories about all this amazing stuff going on in the world but we're not ignoring we're not telling the story of people who helped build Auburn I mean you said earlier that they they were some of the first people here with their with their owners and I remember you mentioned earlier um, when we had a class about it that the chapel was built mm -hmm. and that's an important part of campus and um, it's just interesting to me that there are these people that are not far from here, they're just being, their history is just being ignored. We're mm -hmm. not really, we don't have to raise like a, like a 200 foot monument, but we need to tell people's stories. And we've learned over the past couple of years with everything going on that if you, you can't really erase history, but it's, you need to tell history to make people understand things better. From the Auburn Plainsman, this has been Sweet 1111. I'm Miller Louthan. See you next week.